Well, I was trying to catch you off guard there and see how long it would take you to speak. How are you? I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much the same as anyone, I guess. Like, like I was just saying before we started recording, I'm just losing my fucking mind slowly. But this last few weeks of weather, of every week has weather. Uh, these these last few days are just you know nicer, longer days. Is is helped immeasurably. How are you? I'm all right. I'm still plugging away with my diet. Still going strong. Okay. Starting to lose. Uh, well, I've lost a good bit of weight actually. Excellent. Um, How much? I have lost nine pounds. Excellent. And I lost ten pounds last last August September that I didn't put back on. So all in. This health binge were nineteen pounds down. Whoop! Excellent. And so none of that's gone back on. Oh well, of the one that I lost last August September, I lost twenty pounds and ten pounds went back on. So I still had right. ten pounds, and then we're adding the nine pounds this time. Like a fucking junior cert maths quiz. Uh, yeah. So I'm doing that. It's going well. I'm not finding it too bad. One thing I will say is I miss cooking. Like, I'm cooking, but I'm cooking kind of more out of necessity rather than fancy cooking. Well, healthy cooking can be very fancy. Is it just that you're not kind of au fait in fancy healthy cooking yet? Because, like, uh, you were doing great with your cooking. It's just what you were doing was, you know, not great stuff. Like, I enjoy cook- I enjoy cooking. It. I enjoyed the creative aspect of it. And I suppose trying to do that... With so many limitations, it's sort of like trying to do it with your hands tied, you know? What are your limitations? So, like, butter and olive oil are out. Right. Can't can't really be using them, which, I mean, they, in a lot of the stuff I was using, I was using olive oil or butter. <laughs> okay, and have you looked into any replacements for them? Like what can be used instead? Like I'm, I mean, just for frying, I've been using this fry light stuff, but you know, it is not a replacement, really. I, yeah, like there just there really doesn't seem to be such a thing as a healthy oil. Yeah. Or a low calorie oil, I suppose, more rather than a healthy oil. You know, it adds so much with so little. Well, have you spoken about this to? Um personal uh, fitness guru dr richie ryan well his thing is you know just just do the fucking thing okay so you're you're just having a whinge then i'm just having a whinge yeah whinge binge okay so i mean your cooking maybe isn't that limited then well it yeah it, it basically that's it i enjoy i enjoy the cooking and it's just something something that sort of like you know, I don't knock the same kick out of cooking healthy. Right. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the effort to reward ratio isn't always going to be equal if if what you're putting into your mouth at the end of it isn't something you enjoy as much as you would a big creamy pasta 
of course. Yeah. Now, I have got fillet steak for tomorrow. Okay. Again, can't can't go to town on it with butter and stuff, but hopefully, hopefully it'll still be, still be all right. But give us a breakdown of the last week. Stephen's diary. In terms of what I've been eating and stuff. Yeah. I suppose in the morning I'd have one of them tins, you know, them things. They're like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some poached eggs and turkey sausages. And some okay. mornings I'd have avocado smash with it. And that'd be my breakfast or alternatively I'd just have all bran. Which, or not all... Is it all bran? All bran, yeah. Which is boring as fuck. It is boring as fuck. Are you still uh, are you still skipping your lunch? Yeah, I don't really go in for the lunch, malarkey. Right. Oh. And then I've been going out for walks on my lunch. Yeah. And then today and yesterday I had chicken korma with basmati rice. How are you doing the korma now without unhealthy stuff? It came in a sort of a pack, and I, it was, you know, it was fairly all right. Like, oh, so you you didn't make the sauce? No, the sauce came. Right. So I was doing, I had that the last two days, and before that then I was eating chili con carne, and I had something else one of the days there as well. What was it? Chili's a very weird one, isn't it? Like, I love chili, and I like making chili, but you, you ask someone about their chili recipe, and... They tend to get pretty wild over what they put into it. Like you see people, uh, I hear standard enough that people would put coffee or chocolate uh, in into their chili. But for a lot of people, chili just seems to be right. Let's dump everything we have in the press into this fucker. Yeah, like I didn't go too wild with this. It was fairly bog standard. I'd kidney, spicy kidney beans. I'd tomatoes uh tomato from can you know yeah. um mince onion peppers and and i added then a dollop of one of those like super spicy spicy chili sauce things into it as well was that nice well it's what made it really really spicy okay i love spice i'd love to try those you know you see those people they buy, it's just one crisp. It just comes on its own in one little coffin-shaped packet and it's supposed to be just ridiculously spicy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it habaneros? No, it's from the California Reaper Pepper. Oh, yeah. I met a fella in Berlin and that was his, his dealie. Horny for spices. Yeah, he was growing peppers, and I was in the in a comedy club, and he was selling chili pepper sauce at the back of the comedy club. Was he an act? He was running the comedy club. That's fucking bizarre. <laughs> it's such a weird crossover, yeah. Did he charge in? Uh, yeah, and you could buy the chili then if you wanted as well. And was the chili branded the same as the comedy night? No. Oh, that was a missed opportunity. Definitely there was something in that, yeah. But uh, I just thought it like it was such an odd thing going, okay, we've got to go down to the comedy club. Do you know what they'd probably like? Chili. Chili, yeah. I mean, why not? We brought hummus to, to, to a gig once. Did we? That sounds like something you'd do. 
I was actually Donica's idea. He kept saying hummus, yummus for ages, like a fucking, uh, I just, like, I, like, like something I can't say on air. And then, uh, like we used to, when we did posters, we used to have just like a different, we didn't put acts on and we, if you remember, we just put kind of little jokes or whatever that would grab uh, mm. people's attention. One that I nearly got in trouble for once was, um, when the city of culture was up and I put Pat Cox breathing fire onto townspeople. I thought that was very good. But we had one one time that was yeah, it was just hummus and then Dunica brought along carrots and, and, and celery and different types of hummus to put on the tables, which I don't think was necessarily something we should have done. I mean it's like you can do any kind of shite you want, it's not yeah, but bringing in food and giving it to people, if they'd got sick, we would have been proper fucked. And even thought of that aspect. Yeah. Oh, that well. Be, that being said, every funeral and small town event has catering, so, yeah, it's pretty standard. But they're usually catered by where you go to? Mm, not always. Sometimes it's like the local comedy. Do you think there's some kind of, like, rural economy of Delft? Because you know the way if, if someone, you know, croaks it and you bring over a dish or something, you you can't get that dish back. I hadn't really thought about that. That like, there's just so much crockery going on afterwards and like you're an arsehole if you go, hey, that, uh, that old place, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I was living in, in, in some place and... That being said, See, I've never gone to a funeral armed with any food. Ah, uh, it'd be a thing, all right, for sure. Mm, maybe. I, I think maybe the closer you are to the family, the more likely you are to, to bring food. Or maybe the older the person is. I'm not really sure. But I remember, say, a, a person I used to live with, a relative of one of their friends passed, and they made them, like, a little cake for the... I guess the wake. You bring this before... That's what, yeah, you wouldn't bring stuff to a funeral. You'd bring it to the house, you know, the week of the funeral. And they were going away with this with this uh, uh, cake they made. And I, I saw them put it onto a plate and I couldn't say it. But I was like, ah, that's my favorite plate. I'm never going to see that again. Thank you. You're some nerd that you have a favorite plate. Everyone has a favorite plate, especially in rented accommodation where a lot of stuff doesn't match. Mm. You don't have a, you have a favorite mug? I have a mug I use most, all right. It's more to do with uh, capacity than anything, I think. Uh, what about what about like cutlery? It, it says "Life's a beautiful ride" on it. Does it? Yeah. My mug says, "I came, I saw, I made it awkward." Huh. T- Which I, I I I like to think of in a. I got a chicken hot mug. Of course, you have a chicken hot mug. Where did you get a chicken hot mug? Yeah, somebody gave it to me as a present. Ah, that's decent. Hmm. Um. So yeah, you're Jesus. I would love a chicken hut. Finton sent me a picture earlier of a big feed of chicken hut, and I've been thinking about it since. There's just nowhere like that gravy, and similarly as as we will because I that seems like a promotion because we're not getting paid. I'm going to balance it out in that one day. Uh, we we went out for a feed of beers, I guess, and went to Chicken Hut the night, like the night of it. And the next morning, there was some gravy had been spilled on the floor that no one managed to spot. And you, we actually peeled it 
off the floor and it came up entirely as a solid. Yuck. It was like you could have slapped someone with it. It was awful. Speaking of viscous, awful liquids, have you heard about COVID soup? Not personally. There is, well, I've, this is probably just a, a term I've, I've coined myself, maybe I'm not, I can't really remember. But there is a surge in demand for hot tubs in Ireland. <coughs> Fuck a me. Yuck, that's staying in. <coughs> oh, here it come again. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, well, look, it's, it'll just be really sonically displeasing for anyone listening to those two. I have, I have thunderous. <laughs> Take that, sneezes. Andy Joyce. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a surge in demand for hot tubs in Ireland since last March, I guess. Yes, I have heard this. I think. Do you know where I heard it on Me. this very podcast? <laughs> I don't think we talked about it. I think it was something I had mentioned to talk about. Okay. Did we talk about it? I don't know, but I definitely knew this because it came up on the podcast. Yeah, there's loads of people who, because they can't go out, they're buying hot tubs. And like, if you just invite your mates around and they get into the hot tub with you, that's a really, that's that's COVID soup. That's a bad idea. I don't think it's lads inviting their mates around and getting in a hot tub, which admittedly is a pretty gay thing to be at. I think it's probably... How is that a gay thing to be asked? I don't know. Like, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. The, it, it definitely seems pretty gay. Two bros chilling in a hot tub, five <laughs> feet apart because they're not gay. No, you can, like, no, you, you, you're totally allowed to get into a hot tub with a friend, if especially if you own a hot tub. You can, but you have to make nonchalant comments about this is pretty gay, but we're not gay. You know, just to, to kind of like no homo. Well, like if you're uh, unless of course you're gay, what, which circumstances perfectly fine. Why are we assuming this is all dudes? Well, you were the one like mates. Mates has a very not necessarily name. not necessarily, but it has a very male connotation there. Oh, okay. We're friends, like because okay, right? Especially with the first lockdown. Uh, like fucking sourdough starter nearly spread at a higher fucking infection rate than COVID itself last summer that like there's no way someone's going to give you what is essentially garbage that they don't want that's just hey here's this part of the starter that I don't want and you know I don't have my compost doesn't go out till next week so why don't you take this trash and that shared around real quick there's no way someone gets something like a hot tub and to those same people they would not say hey come uh, chill in my hot tub I would like to show off I yeah I, I, I again think it's more like probably couples same household using the hot tub so you wouldn't invite me to use your hot tub no, be a bit gay. Ah, I'd like to, like, I'd invite you to use my hot tub. Yeah, and you'd be just looking at me with those beady, beady eyes. <laughs> if, um, if you go to a spa with your family. Yeah, if I were to go to your hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! So, do, do you have, like, a lot of uncles? One. Like... If if all the male members of your family were like, hey, look, we're going into the sauna now, 
and the like the knowing the preference with sauna is you kind of have to go in nude do you go in the, the nude i mean i can't think of a scenario where i would be going into a sauna with my uncle i just i can't <laughs> i can't comprehend a scenario <laughs> that would be happening okay fair enough what uh, what this kind of did make me think of though yeah we spoke recently about a bang of recession being in the air like yeah. over over the weekend I was walking around town and pretty much every shop whether they were closed or open they had sign for a sale some even had two signs that they went from a 20% to a 50% sale uh, so quickly that they didn't even take down the 20% sign like there's there's that whole recessiony vibe there about but when I started thinking about the hot tub like a lot of people are still working and the people who are uh, are definitely noticing like higher savings and disposable disposable income uh, because because they can't go and do shit do you think that because of this kind of disposable income we're seeing some kind of boom time behavior while in a recession definitely there is a growing disparity between people who are no i won't just say people who are because you know sometimes you're just getting by if you're working you know anyway but i'm sure there's a growing disparity between people who are working on higher than the industrial wage and people who have been out of work and have been surviving on the PUP payments for an eternity at this point. So I'm sure there is growing disparity. And I mean, the, the thing is, people who've been working all this time don't have the same outlets to spend their money. So, I mean, there's probably a general accumulation. I've noticed people posting about saving money and stuff and... Mm. I think that's something of this particular lockdown. You know the way there's been sort of trends in each lockdown? I think yeah. this one people have been, I think saving has been the has been the sort of the common thread. And that's why we're seeing lots of hot tub expenditure. Do you know what I haven't seen much of is uh, new cars? Actually, I was discussing this recently. Um, you'd want to be some fucking tool wouldn't you to go buy a new car now yeah yeah like you just want to be an absolute arsehole or or like really need a new car to the extent that your car has gone to pot but yeah see if you're not getting a new one maybe you get good deals now because the dealerships really need those sales maybe like i'm just thinking though you know if you bought a car now you've nowhere really to to go until the second half of the year and it's depreciating just because you've got a license plate on it whereas if you absolutely if you you know if, if you hold out until you know normality comes back and buy it then it won't have depreciated so that that'd be my rationale at i did see someone one of the streets not too far down by down by one of the churches in Kilkenny. uh someone had bought at the end of the last year a brand new tesla and i was like Ah, fuck off. You're like, you're not bringing that anywhere. They're a pure arsehole of a car as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, needlessly expensive, made by Elon Musk. Uh, there is nothing. Yeah, they, we should send. We should have sent them all to space. But not even that. I was in a short film. A film. A film, and they rented a Tesla. So I was the driver of the Tesla in this, this short film, and fucking every time you open the door, it runs down the battery. Oh, really? Because every time you open the door, all of the electrics come on and you have to turn them off by with a series of clicks. And you can just see the battery running down. Every, so if you had a kid, <laughs> say, you had the car there, there's every chance you'd come out and the bloody car would be run down because kids would be swinging out of the doors. And they have those big screens in the front as well, which I think must be so distracting when you're driving. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what that's like, but but yeah, the the annoying thing is that turning on those big screens, and it's not even a case of you press a button to turn it off. You actually have to go into the controls, go into the uh, right setting. Sake. So, you know, it's not just a a kind of a oh twist the key off and then the batteries. Yeah. So it's a real pain the whole of a car. I saw recently actual real life Bond villain Elon Musk was saying that the new line of Teslas coming out will be able to they'll be compatible with game streaming or or like current gen consoles and like those screens are in the front of your car so it's not like the kids are going to be in the back fucking like that's such a needless yeah. inclusion for a car well that's it the whole thing is is completely it's just a bond villain's wet dream we're running out of time so you have 90 seconds hit me what do you think of the protest in dublin wait starting now uh to be honest i don't really have any feelings that are that different to to the last time we spoke about people doing those protests on Dawson Street and 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 up near Leinster House when the violence broke out? The violence breaking out was inevitable. The fact that people would bring fireworks to a protest it just explains their intentions more than any fucking pamphlet that the the right could ever hand out uh, could do. And like, oh, I don't know. I get that people are tired and worn out and need an outlet, but there has to be something in you that realises when you're standing atop a fucking telegraph post on a crowded offshoot of Grafton Street, uh, putting an Irish flag up backwards as if it was the Ivory Coast, there has to be some kind of instinct in you going, oh, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the arsehole. Yeah. 15 seconds to sum up. Done. Oh. Gobshites. Oh, got 10 minutes. Uh, or 10 seconds to go. What I was going to say was, did you see the two ones who were criticised in RTE? Did you see them? Uh, go on. And that their spellings were... Oh, yeah. Um, RTE sold their souls. T-H-E-R-E. Yeah. I um I I don't like making uh, fun of, of people's spelling because, like my day job or my training, uh, for the last couple of years has been as 
a copywriter and as a proofreader. And I'm very aware that, like, I have to know how to spell things good. And not everyone else does. So I don't like kind of throwing too much shade at, at, at that kind of thing. But I will say, like, that had to go by at least three people before it was printed, including the printer themselves. Someone could have said, hey, cop on. Yes, but going to just read to you a bit about it from the newspaper. Among the protesters were Erica Parker, a mother of one from Swords, who was drinking a can of Heineken while holding a flyer from the National Party. Parker and her friend Susan wore matching black hoodies which said, RTE sold their souls and save our children from the reptilians. <laughs> Parker said she I didn't see pro- the reptilians. Parker said she was protesting against the lockdown and vaccines. We are here to protest against RTE as well, she added. Her friend said over 9,000 people went missing in Ireland last year. Asked how this was linked to RT, the pair outlined a conspiracy theory that involved babies being killed and harvested for adrenochrome, which is used to keep RT celebrities looking young while the corpses are buried under the new children's hospital. The two claimed the government were basically paedophiles. <laughs> okay. I mean, paedophiles doesn't really figure in there, so I think they just picked a buzz term there. But... Wow. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Do you have to sort that out in your job as well? Do you, like... If... 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 That... Was true... How much more fun... Does that make the Late Late Toy Show? <laughs> it's like rubbing their faces in it. Yeah. Also, 9,000 people. I mean... Really? Yeah. Actually, that reminds me of, of apropos of, of not much, I guess. I, I saw a tweet today that said, I think 314 people went missing. Uh, uh, children went missing from a school somewhere in Africa, uh, I think, recently. And no media coverage has been uh, uh, given to it at all, which is crazy. That is crazy. That's a lot of them. But I'll tell you where, where that isn't happening. In RTE? No. That's wild. And if it happened in RTE, you'd damn well know that TV3 would be on to it. Okay. You don't have to do a name. You can just give us a description so that we have uh, plausible deniability. If an RTE presenter were living off the adrenochrome of children to stay alive and young and working... Which one is it? Um, the blonde one with the million kids. Miriam McCallaghan? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because um, she's very old and she lo- doesn't look very old. So I, I thought you would have went for... Um... Benefiting from the adrenochrome. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, maybe. I, I, I thought you would have given it to uh, Around the Balls in the Arse show. All around. No, he looks like he's a fucking million. The adrenochrome ain't working there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's wild. I mean, look, the, any kind of protest like like that, which is, I guess you, I is it mean to say it's a protest without, you know, it's, it's an arrow without a tip? 
You know what I mean? Like when they have so many fucking things they're protesting against, there's no clear agenda. All it attracts is lunacy. Uh, um, you know, there's no. Everyone is there under under one banner of just we're given out. Nothing is ever achieved by anything like that. Of course it isn't, and that's why, of course, it just ends up in violence because it's not, it's not you know backed by any meaningful message or meaningful request that can be you know provided to of course that ends in violence yeah wake up sheeple (laughs) what are your thoughts on it my thoughts are fucking dopes yeah that's about sizes that firework was just so stupid yeah but you know like we're not i don't think we're an entirely pro guard uh, podcast either but that was stupid oh yeah and and drew harris trying to blame the left mm. what an asshole i know th- I, I know they agree. got an apology out of it, or well some sort of clarification or something out of it but i mean what what the dogs in the street know that that wasn't the case so what what was that absolute gomi gomi pillock well Stephen. Until the next protest. Up yours, Adam. Keep it real.